This is episode 139 of the Two Ball Brothers and a Microphone podcast, where we talk about the people, process, and technology to work together better inside of enterprises. This episode was recorded on October 19th, 2017. In this episode, Tommy and I talk about Microsoft Ignite Conference and the 10 takeaways from that conference. The highlights include a discussion about the future of Skype for business, seeing maturity in flow and power apps, a new SharePoint site called SharePoint Hubs, taking baby steps to the cloud with the Azure stack. Help me help you. And a new free SharePoint migration tool from Microsoft. We wrap up the discussion about how the inner and outer loops try to make sense about the abundance of collaboration tools in Office 365. Enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I am here with Tommy Ryan. How are you doing, Tommy Ryan? I'm doing well, Danny. Excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm checking out your hair and you're, you're going past that ball to uh, the ring stage. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I put it on the, little, the, the razor on the little half, I guess I, you clip on the little half thing and I'm doing up at the top of the head. It's just... Yeah, I feel like doing that days, you know, you get tired of shaving every morning every single yeah yeah it's just it gets old after a while but yeah. uh i still am shaving here yeah. i'm shaving on my face i'm sorry and people can't see what i'm pointing to <laughs> but i'm shaving my face i'm doing the opposite of you, you you're letting it grow with uh the beard and then yeah. shaving the head that's right nice nice so i i have asked you for a redo a redo a redo this and is we, not the mickey mouse no episode? this is not the mickey mouse episode um but uh, yeah, that was funny when Dad mentioned it. I was like, I, I, I know, I, I listened to it. And it was it was tough to listen to. So let's do a redo. Okay. Um, I just wanted to cover uh, you and Bo George recently went to the Microsoft Ignite conference, and you did a lovely internal blog post. I'll call it that of the top ten takeaways from Microsoft Ignite. So let's get this kicked off. First off, you have something about Skype for Business is going to Teams. What's that all about? Well, you know, <laughs> it's interesting how audio and IM has evolved over the years. And, uh, you know, Skype is one of those things that, you know, we've tried over and over again to use externally, mm -hmm. um, but we use it internally for IM. But we've recently moved to Teams to be kind of all in to use it for collaboration and in teams and IM. And uh, in the conference, they announced that the Skype for Business in the cloud is transitioning to teams as teams becomes mature enough to displace the features that are in Skype. So I don't think Skype is going away, but I think for Office 365 customers that are doing cloud-based collaboration, their IM and web sharing, screen sharing sessions uh, will be using Teams in the future. So when you look in Outlook, you can schedule an online meeting. Uh -huh. That's going to turn into an online Teams meeting versus an online Skype meeting. Interesting. Um, 
so I guess for me, and we started going in this direction a little bit, but was, um, I guess for, for Skype for business, um, as far as audio and so if we're, if we're setting up our typical meeting, internal meeting, we're going to use Teams to set that up. Right. Yeah, I've started doing that, and <sighs> it's got some nice features. Uh -huh. uh, you're able to schedule that meeting within the Teams interface. Eventually, uh -huh. you'll be able to schedule that through the Outlook interface to be a Teams meeting. But that shows up in the conversation stream. Uh -huh. um, and I saw in the conference they have the ability to play back that. So okay. the playback audio video for that team's meeting um, is available later on for folks that couldn't make the meeting. And you obviously, I guess you have screen sharing in that you have meeting screen as sharing well? And, and, okay. and multiple screens. You can, you know, Share I've got mine screens? set okay. up to have two external screens and I can pick from one of the three screens to share from as I'm on a Teams meeting. Can you, is there just one, I'm sorry, I'm getting into it. <laughs> you like this one. <laughs> is there, <laughs> I'm just asking for myself. Um, is there, uh, can you hand over control to someone else or to whoever initiated, how to, how to, how to like, um, is there a way to make somebody else the presenter? You know, I think so. I have okay. to try that out next time. Because okay. um, I think I've done that in the past. I haven't done it recently, um, but I'm trying to visually picture how that would work, mm -hmm. um, but not sure. Okay, but to be determined. Maybe we can. We'll figure that out. Maybe mention the next, that on morning the morning brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll stop going off in an ad hoc direction. You finally flow. found something I didn't know about teams. Oh, go flow. on, okay. next one. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Tommy, let's get in a fight. It's awesome. <laughs> That's what people want to see. Um, the uh, flow. Tell me what's going on with flow. Well, I, I think. One of the things that people have been anxious about is what's up with SharePoint Designer and what goes on with that, and also what's up with InfoPath. Mm -hmm. And so with Flow, um, it is the next generation of what you do with SharePoint Designer workflows. So um, things that you typically would lead with to say, oh, you want to do workflow, let's see what we can do with uh, the workflow that's in SharePoint Designer you're gonna be heading to Flow. And the nice thing about that is Flow is a broader solution. It's not just SharePoint uh -huh. for Workflow. It's really everything within the Office 365 suite and in the cloud kind of ecosystem. So if you wanted to have a, a Flow, a Workflow to span between Salesforce and SharePoint and Twitter, you could do that. Um, so as you look at how does work get done, and I kind of task switch from Salesforce to SharePoint to my online presence, there might be some common things that I do that I want to enforce through a structured workflow, and you can do that with Flow. And it's, it's getting better and better. I, you know, I always go in there, and you always try to do something, and you can just quite get there. Um, <laughs> And they're, you know, giving some extensibility there. Mm -hmm. But for the average user, um, you got to spend some time. You got to kick the tires for a while. And, and I have myself personally probably right now four flows that are 
you know, useful flows that uh, do things that I would have to do manually. So this is not just for internal workflows. It's also for external system, you know, working with uh, external services, so SaaS services. Right. And then also, this sounds a little bit, or it smells a little bit like uh, Zapier or If This Then That. And, it is, yeah. and they draw analogies to that in okay. some of the presentations. Okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, and it looks like you had, they're adding on like a Adobe Sign. I know we use that and maybe we'll Right. DocuSign was there for the longest time and uh -huh. recently they've assigned on Adobe Sign. Cool. Power apps. Yeah. Like I was saying before, you know, InfoPath and SharePoint Designer are some of those legacy systems that people think, you know, when am I going to have an alternative to what I'm doing today with InfoPath forms and Power Apps? I think a lot of people were suspecting that was kind of the next generation for InfoPath forms. Mm -hmm. And again, Power Apps is broader than what InfoPath does. And you know, in some cases, you're going to see InfoPath has capabilities that Power Apps doesn't. But as that matures, the, the goal I see for Microsoft is to displace InfoPath with Power Apps. And one of the things that you'll start noticing in the Office 365 tenant you'll see that when you go to customize a list and you want to have a custom display, uh -huh. um, a custom form for you know data entry, uh, you have InfoPath as an option today, InfoPath or SharePoint. Um, now you're going to see in the future InfoPath Power Apps or SharePoint as your user inter interface into lists and libraries. Nice. Yeah. SharePoint Hub Sites. This is a new type of site for SharePoint. Huh? I'm very uh, excited about Hub Sites. I think Hub Sites start making things come together as it relates to SharePoint. Because when you look at SharePoint, you've got team sites and communication sites. Yep. And it's a very flat structure. Yep. There's no kind of relationship between site to site um, when I have a team site and I have a communication site. So now Hub Sites is a way to aggregate those team and, and communication sites into common threads. So maybe you have projects within your organization. You can have a Hub Site that can um, be that organizing point that everything rolls up, like your news mm -hmm. across all those sites can roll up into the Hub Site. The Hub Site can be a way to, to set up your search scope. Um, so when you're searching for things, you don't have to search the entire tenant or just a site. You can search everything that's in the membership of those hub sites. And also branding um, is another you know, thing that's a part of this to enforce, say, a common branding um, across multiple sites. Um, you can use hub sites to apply standardized branding and push that down to the member sites. So like with, uh, with us internally where we're managing a bunch of accounts, team sites. Right. And it seems like what, what's happened is you, there used to be the old SharePoint team sites, which is for small teams for collaborating. It was a SharePoint right. type of site. Yep. And now that's sort of morphed over to Microsoft Teams, and that's a team site, and that's what you're referring to here, right? Yeah, when, you, when I say a team site, <laughs> um, it is the choice that you have when you go, say, create a new yes. site collection. And creating that team site... Um, you also um, can make this an Office 365 group. Mm -hmm. And then as an Office 365 group, you can consume that within Teams. Okay. Um, and you can have this team site um, without 
using Teams. Okay. Um, but Teams is a way to really give you, I think, um, richer functionality. The, the whole conversation being tied with content, you mm. don't see that within SharePoint, but you can get that within the team, Teams experience, which I think is a big deal. It's, it's made a big difference for us. So would there be a, so there'll be a hub site, like for, for our example where we're looking at accounts, there will be an accounts hub site where you would go there to see sort of what's going on across all the different accounts. That's right. Bingo. That's right. I yeah. Mean, you give That's me a little nice. smirk when it's sometimes yeah. when I'm right. <laughs> good. I get a little uh, thumbs up. Smirk. There you, yeah, go. There you, there you go. go. Thumbs up. That works too. All right. SharePoint framework. That's, that's not, that, that keeps coming back. There's a framework for SharePoint. Yes, I think, you know, for our organization, we're so passionate about creating custom experiences that kind of go above and beyond what you get out of the box. And we embrace for sure what's out of the box, but know that there's always that 20% more you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And in the cloud, it's been a rough ride in, for the development community or developer community um, and creating those solutions. We've had just a variety of in a sense, failed approaches for what that framework will be. And it looks like the SharePoint framework is becoming that, that framework. There's a lot of momentum behind it. Um, also, I think the whole open source and PNP community that's being created um, is embracing that. And, and there's some synergy be between PNP and SharePoint framework that makes it feel like, yeah, this one's going to stick. Mm -hmm. um, so we're excited about that. And, and, hoping to have more opportunities with customers to, to help them extend SharePoint in the cloud with, with the SharePoint framework. I like the way you started that out. You said custom SharePoint experiences. That's kind of mm -hmm. cool and way of looking at it. Um, you know, some, something where your people are taking what SharePoint is and making it a custom experience. I like, right. I, I might, you, you may start okay. seeing that. All right. All right. Who is nice. three will? Three will builds custom SharePoint experiences. It's all about the experience. <laughs> it is. It very much is. Um, modern pages and web parts. What's going on with those? So I think we've been in this limbo area of should I use the classic page or use yep. the modern page? And yep. of course, there's some nice kind of UI um, um, elements to, to modern pages. And what's been lacking is the number of web parts that are supported and rewritten for that modern experience. And that is something that, you know, it was evident in the a conference that um, most people are gonna now lead with modern pages versus having to make a decision of, is this gonna be classic or modern? But there's also support to keep that classic going. There's just so, so much out there that people have built that depend on certain elements of the classic view that um, might not ever be in the modern view. So you have to think about what's that new paradigm of how to apply that. But modern pages are starting to have things like metadata support um, that you didn't have in classic. So we're, we're starting to see areas that we can move our, our clients to the modern experience. That's nice. Yeah. And I guess with this modern is also it's for more of like mobile views and more. Yeah, more you modern. you've got that mobile responsive capability mm -hmm. that's kind of built in, um, and it's just a cleaner look, more <laughs> modern looking UI. And, modern. and I think a lot of people kind of um, 
joke about modern, you know, what's modern today versus what's modern tomorrow? You know, what do we call this um, five years from now? You know, if it's not, <laughs> if we have a better experience, you know, it goes from modern to neoclassical or I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, SharePoint less performance is getting souped up on these guys, huh? Yeah. You know, there's always that, that worry of, I can't have more than 5,000 items in my list. And, and most people that understand SharePoint know you can go beyond those 5,000 items in a list. It's just some of the things that happen that impact you in the user experience when you're trying to bring back data in lists that have more than 5,000 items. And so what the, the SharePoint team has done is they've looked at ways of proactively or reactively making the experience better when you go beyond 5,000 items. So they have this concept called predictive indexes. And okay. so they look at how you sort things and say, oh, you, you want to sort on this. Let's create an index, index on that. So that way you can bring back um, you know, items in the view if it's beyond 5,000 items. Nice. And they're going, you know, what I heard and is 3 million, 30 million items Wow. are the um, kind of the limit. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a true physical limit or just a practical limit. Um, but at the end of the day, some of these um, list performance tweaks they do automatically really don't support you up into the millions. You're going to have to do some manual tweaking and tuning to, to make um, lists that are more than a million items cool. you know, work well. Very cool. Yeah, we've seen this before, right? We've been brought onto projects just for the purpose of dealing with something where people have more items than right. should into it, and how do you archive items and things like that, and handling those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot of times, yeah. building solutions, you, you look at approaches to say how can we keep the data to a minimum yep. um, to avoid some of these issues. What's the Azure stack? I don't know. What I thought you Azure were going to actually cover that when we talked about this bullet item. Oh, Azure stack. I like it. <laughs> well, let me see. From last time, I could I could just read to you. The Azure stack okay. is a gateway to the cloud. Go well, ahead. I, I think, yeah, the w reason that I put it's the gateway to the cloud is it's the what gateway they're doing. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a step in the direction of being able to go to Azure uh -huh. and, and still feel like you have it within your control. So they're giving you... Azure capabilities where you can deploy into your own infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So kind of having your own Azure environment and those Azure services that, you know, make development and management of solutions um, a lot nicer than just working with IIS to create a website. So that is, um, you know, something that available for folks that say, I don't want to go to the cloud just yet but I want to build my solutions in a way that if I want to move to the cloud, I can easily push it without mm -hmm. having to re-architect it. I can architect it for Azure and deploy it in my own kind of private Azure environment. Very nice, very nice. Good way to get started for people who might not or... That know they're gonna to go to the cloud, they're just, they're restricted, yeah. or it's just a mental perception of, I still want to stay within my own. Cool. Private cloud. What's this SharePoint migration tool that they were talking about at the conference? Uh, the question we have is, is it a tool or a toy? Is it a tool <laughs> or a toy? 
Um, they, they announced this, I think, you know, they're at the end of the day trying to reduce friction for people getting to the cloud. Yep. So they have, you know, the SharePoint Fast Track program, which we help our, some of our customers um, consume that service, that free service from Microsoft to get, you know, we have one customer that when they go to deploy um, or move data from their on-prem to the cloud and they have these migration waves and, and there's a remediation step, uh -huh. um, they have between 70 and 100 engineers or people offshore that are hitting their site and working on remediations so they can get that done within a week. Um, and so it's a lot of horsepower with the program, um, but the, the challenge you have is it has limitations of what will be covered and what won't be covered. So you have to look at, okay, they're not gonna bring over large lists. Mm -hmm. um, someone like three will kind of help make sure that that process is done along with fast track so a end user doesn't get a half-baked site. They get the full site with all of the list data um, if they have a large list. So this, this migration yeah. tool, I, I think it's probably something that's a subset, something that they use and they're saying, yeah. okay, we'll give you uh, a copy of that. And if you want to do it yourself, you're not going to get the remediation. You're not going to get yeah. the communication. You'll get the tool and it will have less capability than some of the commercial tools is my, uh, my assumption yeah. that they're not gonna give you a copy of the full-blown Metalogix content matrix or yeah. ShareGate or AdPoint. Yeah. They're gonna give you something that is a subset of that. Um, for folks that might be very small organizations that can't afford to, to pay the migration costs. That rem remediation team that you were talking about earlier, is that Microsoft or is that the client? That's that Microsoft. The, that's a, so their fast track that, team that, has a bunch of people. That's free, free. Ooh, that's nice. Engineering, yeah, 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 or free, you know, testers and remediators. Yeah. But it's like all things Microsoft, it's 80 more 80 percent, and then you have to, the right. last 20 percent is right. typically. So we're softening the edge yeah. for that, for that yep. fast track nice. program. We're, we're helping people consume that in a, in a very um, streamlined way. Inner loop versus outer loop. Are we talking about something like with Elon Musk here? Or are we talking about loops? No, I wish, but no, okay, this sorry. is, uh, you know, this was a slide that I saw that I think for the longest time we have been confused with, you know, what's Yammer, when do you use Yammer, when do you use Teams, um, and when do you use, you know, just different ways of collaboration, with, you know, across your organization. And there was a slide that shows teams, teams is updating right now. Okay. That's where it went. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this outer loop, um, let's start with the inner loop. The inner loop is that team that you're working with day in, day out. You, uh -huh. you know these folks. You're, you're getting work done together, and it's highly collaborative. Um, and then the outer loop is, you know, you're working – you're, you're trying to find skill set across your organization. You've got a problem and you're saying, there's someone else that has probably run across this problem, but I don't know them, but they're probably in my organization. So um, they, they might use something like Yammer as a way to an, announce um, a challenge that they have mm -hmm. or to share something that they've learned that maybe other people would benefit from that are not in their immediate inner loop. Um, so that, to me, you know, helped make sense of why why would you have Yammer and Teams? It seems to be a lot of overlap between those two. And 
to me now, I think if I was an organization that I wanted to have that bulletin board of kind of corporate knowledge and um, do that in an ad hoc way that people can go out there and share, Mm -hmm. um, Yammer is a great way to do that. And we're using Teams for that. You know, we've created our own public team um, within the organization um, that everybody that works at Three Will can, you know, get access to. And that's where we'll have some of those outer loop type conversations. But I think logistically, um, you know, Yammer provides, you know, kind of a, a lighter weight way to approach that. And like I still, my outer loop would be, you know, I'm a member of the Office 365 community that has a Yammer uh, community for that. So right. I might, yeah, that, that I'm in that every once in a while. So I still have Yammer, um, but I'm just not using it for internal purposes since right. we're, you know, under 100 people. I would imagine there's a certain threshold where above that amount, you don't have, you, you don't know when everyone within the organization right. that probably might be the point at which you start looking at something like Yammer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Anything else? I see you've got some other notes here. I'll, I, I can add that to the blog post and, uh, Sure. Um, yeah, those are probably, yeah. you know, things come in threes here. Yep, um, those are three, you know, references that are things that rose to the surface nice. to me. Um, you know, I took it from the approach of an end user, a power user. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you want to get it from the conference? And then if you look at Bo's blog post, he went down more the consultant developer track. So if you're listening to this and you want to say, well, where's the meat of all the developer stuff? You didn't talk that much about oh, the SharePoint framework. This is meaty, though. This is <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> but I don't have Visual Studio installed. That's right. Machine, yes, so, yes. Yeah, That's so a litmus test. And, I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'll also, um, for the inner versus outer loop, I'll take that graphic that you shared as well. Good, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll I think that that's that's sort of the... the um, featured image for this so thank you for doing this once again sure yeah hopefully it's better the second time hopefully it's not i don't know (laughs) hopefully it's not one of those we have to do it in threes and i screw up something no no that's let's not do that let's not do that okay well thank you so much for doing this tom and thank you everyone for listening have a wonderful day take care bye-bye bye-bye